Welcome to the Industry 4.0 podcast powered by Utilier Or. On this show, we look at interesting technologies that are changing how work gets done. Today, I'm interviewing Brendan Looney from Horus, who'll tell us about IoT sensors that can monitor vibration, temperature, and sound to predict failures and improve uptime on motors. Brendan, thank you so much for joining us. Tell me a little bit about yourself, your background, and ultimately the company you work for now. So my background is I've been involved in a number of startups. I came back to Ireland about 20 years ago, and we started up an internet-only bank. I think we were like 20 years ahead of where we were. So I've been involved in startups. So the most recent startup I've been involved with is called Horace. And Horace came about, we were approached by a large facility management company. And the challenge they face is they have a number of machine rooms, and they have somebody that goes in on a daily, weekly basis, checking the machines. And they think that's a very random and haphazard way to manage their machines. So they said to us, could we replicate what a human being does when they walk into a machine room? So basically, if you think yourself, when you walk into any room, the first thing you do is you listen. And if you hear a noise, you say, okay, where's that noise? You naturally kind of gravitate to see where the noise is coming from. And if that's from a machine, you check if that machine has a vibration and is there a temperature, is it hot? So basically, they asked us to produce a device that would check and monitor sound, temperature, and vibration of machines. And the classic way I describe it is, if you get a car and you're sitting in the car, you learn what the car is all about. So you know every noise coming from that car. So let's say one week you hear a rattle, you say, oh, it's okay, it's not too bad, I don't need to go to the mechanic. That noise stays there for about a week, and you say, okay, it's getting worse, I better go to the mechanic. Our device called the Horace Sentinel does exactly the same thing it goes and sends an alert to an engineer to come and check it. And sorry, can you tell me a little bit, uh, when you say a machine, what sort of machines are you talking about? Our, our device can be fitted to any machine that makes a noise. So at the moment we're looking at water pumps, air conditioning plant, uh, cooling plant, um, elevators, escalators. So anything that really has a noise coming from it, we can monitor it. Because same as a human being is, any, you know anything we can hear then we can monitor that sound. Sure, and, and the noises that they're, just explain a little bit again for me, the noises and what, the so obviously they make noise, they, they you know, are, are, are pumping or, or, yeah. or, or elevating or whatever it might be. What Tell me more about the noises of what they signify. So basically, let's take a, a water pump, and I think everybody is aware that there was a big incident recently with the water treatment plant in Leakslip, a water pump failed. So let's take a water pump and over time that degenerates. So the sound changes. So with any mechanical device, sound changes over time because of deterioration. Now, a human being will, will notice if it's a large scale deterioration. So if there's a big, whereas a machine is better attuned to actually listening to minuscule changes in the noise of the machine over time. So what happens is when we fit one of our devices, and it's quite simple, it is you know totally autonomous, it's battery powered. So when, when anybody can actually fit it, um, you switch it on, it actually spends a time learning what that sound coming from that machine is. So it learns its normal operating sound, it's normal operating temperature and it's normal operating vibration. So now it has a picture of what that machine looks like. 
So once it's learned it, it then goes into the monitoring phase. So on a daily basis, it comes on and says, okay, was what I heard today the same as I heard yesterday? Or has there been a variance in it? And it will determine based on the, the algorithms we've developed, whether that sound is sufficiently deficient that an engineer should be called out to check it. So, you know, our customers asked us, they wanted, you know, basically a very simple procedure of green, everything is fine. Amber, there's some, you know, something going wrong. And red, it's a red alert, have the engineer come out. So it's really in the preventative maintenance. So knowing something's going to break down before it breaks down allows for, you know, either a maintenance man to be called or get a, a second part. I spoke to somebody that's in the vegetable packing business and if one of their lines breaks down, it takes three days for them to get a replacement part and then another two days to have it fitted. So they're looking five days of production. Whereas if they have an alert beforehand that it's actually going to break down, they can have the part on site beforehand. So it saves on you know lost production time. So uh, I'm really interested, what does this look like? Is this is this a big box in the corner with a microphone sticking out? What does this look like, Brian? Um, it's a very simple, it's an orange box, which, you know, basically, so you're in a machine room, you can actually see it quite easily. Um, it's battery, it's powered by two D-cell batteries. So it's, you know, if you imagine two D-cell batteries, you're probably talking two cigarette packs together size. So it's small, but you don't want it so small that it's not noticeable because you want to be able to see what's actually happening. And you want it self-powered so that you don't, you know, in a lot of these machine rooms, there's no power source. So companies are, you know, reluctant to plug something into a machine. It, you know, it, it can damage the warranties if you plug it in. So this way, it's a very, it's self-contained unit that actually does everything. You know, it's got built-in microphones, got built-in thermometer, got in built-in vibration sensors. So it's all contained in one package. So, so this is an orange box, two cigarette packs in size. And how do I, do I put it on top of the pump? Or do I put it inside the the casing of the pump or the of, of the machine? Where what how, what does it mean to fit it? So to mean to fit it is it's attached by magnets, and so it fits on the outer casing. So you know the whole point is it's non-invasive. So you don't actually have to do anything mechanical to the existing motor. So what you want to do is sit this on the actual motor, and it's. The magnets hold it in place. So really, it's a very simple procedure for the fitting of the actual device to the motor. And, and it's sitting there attached magnetically to the device, and it's hearing the sound of the motor, and it's picking up the vibrations. And what else did you say? Temperature. Temperature, okay. So it's sensing all these things and seeing. Yes. Very, very impressive. That, that, that's really cool. And then it's, uh, it's reporting back in some way. Yeah, so what we also have is... So we've looked at the various ways of how you communicate the information to the cloud. So we use three systems. We have LoRa, which is basically an internal network that can be set up within the building. We use Sigfox. Sigfox is a French company that was established in the last five years, and they use narrowband waves to transmit information. And what we've also now have is NBIoT, which is the classic offering coming from the large mobile operator, like some Vodafone. Um, they're, they're putting a big push behind behind NBIOT, as it's called, so that you know we can transmit the information 
into the cloud. And from there, we can put it directly into the back office system of the actual customer. So how it actually operates is an alert is generated. It is then transmitted to the cloud and it goes straight in to the back office system of the customer. And that back office system then issues a ticket directly to the engineer to go and check the machine. So what we're trying to do is make it as easy adoptable by customers. So it's a very simple procedure for them to incorporate it because I think everybody realizes in this day and age, a lot of engineering departments under are under pressure with the amount of machinery they have to monitor. So we're making it as simple as possible for our device to be adopted into their businesses by integrating it directly into whatever system they already have in place. If not, we can provide them with our system, our own dashboard, so they can see it. And then those alerts go straight directly to the engineer. I think that's really interesting. So so just so I understand what you're saying is, when I install uh, your product, I can either use the dashboard solution that you provide, or I can tap it into my existing maintenance now, or SAP, or IBM Maximo, or exactly. whatever other solution yeah. in place. Precisely. That's that's really really cool. So, um, what are the benefits that that customers see? I mean, um, are they replacing one for one a guy who comes out and listens to the the um, or checks the, these pieces of equipment, or is this new and additional um, uh, to what they've done in the past, or, or how are how are customers using it? So the way the way the customers use it. it so, you know, we're, we're focused at the moment on facility management companies because in the facility management world, penalty costs are very prohibitive. So, for example, if a, a lift breaks down, that has consequences for facility management company. If it's not repaired within a you know, set time limit that they've agreed with the actual owner of the building. So what we can do is we give them the opportunity to know it's actually going to break before it breaks so they can have somebody come out and remedy remedy any fault beforehand. So it saves them, one, on the cost of you know, potential liability in relation to the, the lost revenue they would suffer if they had to you know, suffer penalty clauses. It also gives them the opportunity to redeploy staff in you know, more value-added locations. So they don't have to have a person going on a daily, weekly basis checking the machines. And also, because it's 24-7, it's very cost-effective from their point of view that they now have 24-7 coverage of the machines. So, for example, if a check was missed on one week and something broke down, then you know it's very difficult for them to monitor what an individual do would do on a week to week basis. So really, it's looking at their you know the cost basis for them to install these devices. And you know what we want to be is the Ryanair of sensor devices. So we want large scale deployments. So we have approached it from the sense of how do we make this as cost effective for people to install. So we've kept the cost at a very low base so that there's wide-scale adoption of the actual device itself. So if you had a device that, you know, was put on a water pump, a water pump classically costs between 500 and 1,000 euros. Somebody's not going to install something that's very expensive to monitor your bog-standard water pump. So we have to make a device that is cost-effective because at the end of the day, they want to monitor them, 
but the only way they'll actually deploy them is by having a device that actually economically works for them. So we've developed a very low cost solution for them to install on devices. And we hope over the next few years that we'll actually be giving the devices away to companies and then just providing them a monitoring service for their machines. Wow. I think that's really exciting. I think uh, particularly interesting to me as well is I can imagine a world where uh, the original manufacturers of machines build some of these, these sensors into their machines, but ultimately it's more convenient for an organization to deploy one type of sensor like yours that all work together um, uh, so that you don't have to be logging into the carrier solution for your air handling units and the ABB solution for your pumps or whatever. Rather, there is one solution uh, to rule them all. Uh, so so that's that's pretty great. And I suppose the interesting point is with facility management companies, they tender for contracts. So they bring the solution with them. If they lose the tender, they can take the solution with them when they leave. So it actually creates a bit of stickiness for the facility management company. If the customer knows they lose all this monitoring, if the facility management company loses the contract. And are you working with um, manufacturing at all yet, uh, no. Brendan? Not, not yet, because I can imagine there's a lot of very high value uh, machines uh, in, in that business as well, that uh, it's critical to stay running. Yeah, we can see a lot of applications in different verticals over time. You know, not only facility management, but utility companies, you know, even car manufacturing, um, oil and gas. So there's a lot of applications. Look, basically, the, the thing is, wherever there's a human being listening to something, then this device can do exactly the same thing. That's great. So if a company wants to try out technology like this, what does a project look like for them? So initially what we would do is engage with the company and see what their requirement is. And, you know, just look at what machines want to be, they want to monitor. And it's a simple, you know, process of, you know, identifying what machines and sending them out devices to put on the machines. So we, you know, it goes back to this whole simple simplicity of adoption. And I think, you know, one of the classic things with IoT and the whole IoT market is how do you make it as simple as possible for people to actually adopt your solution without having to, you know, involve your own IT department and a maintenance department, like make it very simple for adoption so that, you know, it's a simple process. So sorry, can, can just if, I, if I'm hearing you right, can it be as simple as uh, you send me a box, I, uh, I go out, I, I uh, stick it onto my motor and then log into your dashboard and I can see data flowing? That's the, that's the whole process that we want to employ. And just explain the connectivity element of that again. So we can, you know, depending on the location, if there's a mobile signal, let's say it's in a basement, then, you know, all you have to do is tell us that, you know, your mobile works in the basement. And we believe then that, you know, with using the likes of Vodafone and BIOT, we can actually access that, you know, network from the basement. We've, we, we've tested it in a number of basements. And so far that we see, you know, NBIOT seems to be most resilient working in basements. Now that doesn't say, you know, if it was a LoRa solution, there's a bit more involved because, you know, you have to create a network within the building. So initially we would kind of recommend either, you know, Sigfox or NBIOT as for pilot programs to make it, you know, simple to test out the whole system. Cool. 
And I suppose, you know, the, the other thing is, you know, the future where we see this all leading, and it ties in with your business in that, you know, ultimately we would see that, you know, we have our devices, our devices send an alert, and then, you know, you wouldn't need as trained, skilled staff if something breaks down. So they use you know, augmented reality glasses to walk into the machine room. Our device will highlight which machine needs actual maintenance. And we would say our, our device then would ultimately be able to send an alert to the factory to order the part. So the part, the part is shipped out to the machine room. You have your person walking in with the augmented reality glasses who has all the schematics and understanding of how this should be fitted. So you actually have, you know, semi-skilled maintenance guy relying on the augmented glasses to actually fit the piece to the machine. So there's a, you know, you can see where the future is going with all this technology. Well, that's really exciting. I mean, you're speaking to the converted needs to say with that sort of thing. I suppose it's interesting to me though, just so, uh, just to, to confirm, um, to try this technology out, I don't need to integrate with no. all these systems. Um, do I need to train the system in some way as to what temperature my no. motor should be running at or what um, vibration no. uh, frequency or whatever? No, this is all about, if, if you buy a car, the car will have certain sound from it, no matter what age it is. Same way as if you go into a machine room, the machine will have a certain sound. So we learn from the moment the device is actually fitted to the machine. So there's no integration required and there's no, what we say, adjustment of the machine required because the device actually learns. It's got artificial intelligence inside of it. So it's got learning algorithms that learn how the machine actually operates. So it's just the same as I said earlier. You sitting in your car, you buy your car and you go, okay, a week or two, you've actually learned and understood how the car operates. And then over time, you you know, understand you know, what rattle is what rattle. And if you hear something totally out of sync, you go, okay, it is now time for me to actually go and take that to a mechanic. All our device does is send an alert for the mechanic to come to us. That's awesome. You're obviously working at the cutting edge of innovative technologies. Tell us other interesting technologies that you're seeing that you think there's exciting potential for over the next few years. I, I think the, the exciting part is the integration of different technologies into various solutions. So, for example, you know, the, in, in the classic machine room, the machines really talk to each other. So they understand what's actually happening in that machine room. So then, you know, it, it's looking at what else can you bring into that machine room? For example, you know, I just mentioned the augmented reality glasses. You know, that gives people a lot more, you know, instead of having to send out a qualified engineer, you could have a qualified engineer sitting in one location directing somebody to do it. So it becomes part of the whole part. And then possibly down the line, you have a robot. So you have somebody sitting there that's monitoring the robot and the robot does all the work. So the, there's a number of ways the technology is actually going to develop over the years. And, you know, I recently read a book about, you know, artificial intelligence, superpowers, China and the US. And, you know, they're saying that, you know, 50% of the jobs in America are going to disappear in the next 10 to 15 years because of, you know, technology and what technology is going to bring in, in, into the world, you know. And if you look at um, Elon Musk launching his, you know, car or his lorry, you can see, you know, Technology is moving at a pace and you know, you've got all the drone companies that are looking at how do we deliver packages 
So it's very hard to see, you know, where technology is going to end or how we're actually going to end up in the future. That's great. So um, where can people uh, find out more about your company and your product? So you can find us on uh, www.horace.ie or you can call me on 087-145-1671. Great. Sorry, just spell Horace one more time for us. It's H-O-R-U-S. So Horace is the Egyptian god of the all-seeing eye and our device is the Horace Central. So it's the all-seeing eye standing guard. That is great. People learn all sorts of things on this uh, podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can subscribe on all the usual channels and find out more about our sponsors, Utilier on utilier.com. Utilier can be your partner for augmented reality, improving efficiency and reducing downtime.